What's up, everybody? Welcome to Keeping It 9450, brought to you by 265 Media. I am your host, Daniel Artes. And today, I got my co-host with me, KDOT. KDOT, what's going on? How you doing, brother? What up? What it is? What's popping? I am excited, but I'm going to keep quiet right now because I'm just smiling way too much. So <laughs> I'm going to just keep it quiet. So co-host, go ahead and introduce our illustrious special guest. Yes. And on, on, and on Keep It in 9450, code name, the W, which we are, you know, big supporters of women's basketball and everything. Uh, got a great guest. And I'm not going to even go through the entire, you know, list of accomplishments. I'm just going to say her name. We got Pokey Chapman in the building today. Pokey, how you doing, coach? I know you tired in Vegas and everything. Uh, how, how, how are you feeling? Listen, uh, with the love I'm getting from you guys and so many people that's reached out, not just about what's going on here with AU, but also with uh, my new job with the Seattle Storm. Look, I, I feel like a kid at Christmas, you know, it's like every time I turn around, I'm, I'm being congratulated for that. So I've been enjoying the desert, uh, enjoying watching these players getting a chance to showcase their talents in a different setting uh and just how many people are really engaging it yeah yeah definitely so like because you are you are facilitated with this uh new pro league called um athletes unlimited like what has your experience been like so far working with these athletes and how much different it is than actually being a coach uh yeah it's a lot different uh because you're trying to find your way into something that's extremely new and the premise behind it is, is an athlete-led league. Uh, so they're doing everything. The difference is that uh, basketball is a little bit different than softball and volleyball with the number of decisions that are being made at so, you know, at, at the intervals. So I think it can become overwhelming. So we figured out a good medium to help certain players. Uh, and at the end of the day, it's their call. Look, they're going to decide how long we practice, uh, what we're going to run, and we can interject things. So I've enjoyed that. It has been unique, but it's also fun watching them grow and embrace that role when they get it right. Yeah, 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 definitely. And a lot of players, like last week, we was bringing up, you know, Dejanae Carrington and and Lexi Brown, um, Izzy Harrison, about, you know, how this helps them as they go on, you know, in their career with being put in these type of, you know, leadership roles and everything. So, like, like what's your, you know, if, if you're a coach, you know what I mean? You're watching, you know, a player that's, you know, on the, on the storm and you see this, how this new leadership role they're having, and you probably seen a game that they have that you really didn't see because you know how it is. Like you say, you know, in the pros is a numbers game. And sometimes players get left out. You don't see their full game, but here you seeing it. Like you see Mercedes Russell, for instance, who I didn't know had a lot of that in her game, as far as like being really athletic, running up and down the floor, bringing the ball up, doing that. Like, right. so how does that, you know, how you approach that going into, you know, the upcoming WNBA season? You know, I, I think it's, it's, it's twofold. So you get to see the individual and you see them take on all these tasks, right? So the first thing is they automatically get this respect, right? Uh, so that gives them some momentum. And then the next thing is they take a deep breath because it's this arduous task and they're like, holy crap, this is going to be tough, right? But then you make them feel comfortable about communicating and then finding their quote unquote co-captain or their assistant. So then it becomes collaborative, right? So that's the team thing and they know they're leading it. But I think what goes, maybe not talked about a whole lot is 
the scoring system with AU is so conducive to how we coaches want to play anyway, because you can't just jack up shots. You know, we're not trying, you don't have to hit the home run. You want to just advance the run and make the easy pass. So it's conducive to a quality game. And that is also going to help these players wherever their next place is going to be. And yeah, I, 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 I get to coach Mercedes uh, this week. Okay. I'm actually the, the facilitator for her team. So it's been nice watching her with her six, seven frame do perimeter things as well. Yeah. Yeah. Kate, you got anything you want to add, brother? So, so to add on to that, um, the past two weeks have been incredibly excited. So you have a front row seat <laughs> to, to the action. So tell me how it is, you know, on the sidelines when you're um, with the team and you're talking to these team captains, tell me how that experience is for you, um, especially after these uh, first two weeks, which has been, again, incredibly exciting for the league. Yeah, you know, it, it depends on the captain. You know, we try to figure out an approach those that Monday and Tuesday about what's best for them. Like we decide what role you want me to take on, uh, how much of the substitution you want to be, what type of style you want to play. I mean, we talk about that on Saturday night because we draft today on Sunday. So it starts with, <clears throat> number one, how you want to play a draft plan, but then uh, going into the practices. So we kind of set it up in terms of 50% of it is laid out. Uh, and then once they get that co-captain person in there, they have someone that could, you know, help them along the way. And I would tell you this, it, it's different. Some players want it all. It takes someone like a Natasha Cloud. She probably wants 90% of it, right? Uh, and it was nice watching Lexi Brown grow into, man, this is going to be tough. But then she didn't realize how much basketball she knows. Yes. I mean, she came to our draft meeting and she knew how she wanted to play, at what pace in transition she wanted pick and pop less roll she was talking about players that can play both sides of the basketball multiple positions i'm like oh my god this is going to be fun yeah. you know she wasn't afraid of somebody not being a five-time all-american she just like this is what's successful in the game and this is what i want to go with and she had a lot of success doing it so yeah. that, that that's nice for me watching different players take a different approach yeah and, and you see lexi uh, I, I was telling kate the other um last night and i'm like with lexi What's so special about her is that you're seeing her prioritize some games where she's going to score or she's going to rebound, play, make, and defend, you know, like it's just so she's just been really special. And I think that, you know, going forward when she goes back to her, you know, a lot of these players is going to have really, really, really big seasons. That's how I feel about it. No, you're right. And, and that's what I was talking about. Uh, one game, she had like 11 rebounds. Yeah. You know, no, Normally somebody get 11 rebounds, you go, ooh, good job. They're not getting point points for them like it yeah. is here. Yeah. So then that elevates that in her mind, but also teammates and other players here. Uh, but you're right. It just goes to show how efficient uh, Lexi has been in all areas. She's going to dish it out. She's going to rebound. She can score. Doesn't turn it over a whole lot. But the other part is, you know, she can defend better than her frame. You know, yeah. She doesn't have a big frame, but she's playing 38 minutes a game, getting steals and all that good stuff. So it's been nice watching her confidence grow over yeah. the last few weeks. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So how how did you get involved uh, with participating in Athletes Unlimited? Yeah, you know, of course you're aware of it. The pandemic slowed everything down, and uh, it was volleyball and lacrosse and then softball. And I can remember looking for a WNBA game, and I went to CBS Sports Online, and I saw 
Athletes Unlimited. And I started seeing the media coverage, but the long short of it is uh, Eileen Hauser, who I was familiar with with Nike, was someone that they brought on board uh, to help build the basketball party. And I think she reached out to me back in July. And the more I listened in the plan of how different it was, I'm thinking, okay, this is unique. This is special. The content, the platform, and I think what resonated with me the most, because I had no idea it would be like this when I got here, which has been great, is it was being played during a traditional season, right? Uh, there's obviously it's basketball, pros, college, but then there's uh, football. Everything's going on, so eyes are on the action. Yeah. And then there's 44 more spots for people to play on this side of the pond. And the work, the rest has just been history because it's been well-received. So that was the, the start, and uh, I think it's going to continue to grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, yeah, we talk about the growth that's what's going to happen. I think that 44 players is going to be, it's not going to be enough next year. <laughs> I think that this thing, this thing might even go to six teams or it might just double because of, you know, I think that with the mix of, you know, the star power, like Atasha Cloud, um, you know, up and coming players too, as well, like Alexi Brown and Dijanae and, and Mercedes, and also the unknowns, like uh, Taj Cole, you know, right. Like, right. So many, so many basketball players in this country around the world that's looking to, um, you know, that's probably going to be looking to come in here next year. And I think that this would benefit a lot of the, you know, the young players, you know, like a um, Keanu Williams or like a D.D. Riches and things like that. Maybe uh, um, Ari McDonald. You know, I think that this would benefit a lot of the young players to come in here and play. So we, uh, I think next year it's going. I think the sky's the limit for this for this league and everything. So. Um, yeah. So through these past two weeks, like which player, like, you know, just being non-biased, I, I know we're going to get into your, your star in a minute, but which two players um, have stood out to you most, you know, during your time here? Wow. You're giving me two? Damn. Yeah, me two. Yeah. Yeah. No, listen. Uh, <laughs> wow. You're you used know. to making tough well, decisions, you, coach. Yeah, you're going <laughs> to get me in trouble. Um, <laughs> I, I will start with, and that, that's going to seem like an easy one just because I'm in Seattle now. But this was prior to, All right. you know, prior to even having Mercedes, right? It was the first couple of weeks and watching her grow. But but outside, let, let's take her out, okay? Because you, you've mentioned it already. I, I was in, have been impressed with uh, Izzy. Mm. You know, Izzy's been solid. Uh, and not just what you see, but also some of the things that she's saying. Yeah. You know, uh, she's been extremely solid. And, and you kind of expect that from Tosh. You know, Tosh is Tosh. She likes a tough situation. Uh, but I think the one that's maybe been a surprise to people because Isabel's uh, personality showing, right? Uh, her prowess is showing, her athleticism is showing, but also her, her skills to pick a team that can win. So she's someone that really stood out to me from the, from the beginning. Even when we had a practice week, we had a practice week of things you could see her leadership in ways that I didn't know exist because I'd never been around her. Yeah. So it's more about that. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, brother. Yeah. So um I just want to kind of segue into your new role um in Seattle. Um just just right quick. Because mm-hmm. it's it's going to be fascinating. You talk about um Mercedes Russell, for example, of course she's you know re-signed and will be returning to uh Seattle, but Knowing that you have Jewel Lloyd and Stewie also back in the Emerald City with potentially Sue Bird coming back for her last dance. Um, and then with the recently acquired Gabby Williams, um, how excited are you to coach Sue's last dance and the rest of this team? And how special do you think this group can be? 
Wow. Um, uh, extremely special. Uh, I, I just remember, you know, being on the other side of, on the outside of Seattle and trying to figure out ways to slow them down or hope they had an off night. And that's a compliment to not only said players, but also the system that they um, intentionally play. Uh, so it's, it's excitement with that. And I, I think to go, you know, a step further, just the excitement to be reun reunited with Noel, you know, um, someone that I had the opportunity to coach in Russia, actually at the same time with Sue. Um, and so that to me is going to be an amazing experience because I also get to learn from, from one of the best organizations, you know, in every sense of the word. So I'm, all, I'm looking forward to all of that and then some. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. I, I'm really happy for you that you're back in the game and, and everything. And um, yeah, me and Kid, I, we we got excited when we felt that you was coming back into the game and stuff. Because this is where you belong, you know. Like I just always I always known you as you know coach, you know. But it's it's funny though, like because I was like, man, I'm, I'm thinking that this is like you know Pokey Pokey trying to get back into that head coaching role and stuff. Like maybe this might be that start. But you've been an assistant coach longer. Then you then you have been a head coach yourself, so like you know how to, you know, spread your knowledge to the head coach and you know and and, and bring her along because this is definitely a new role for her and she's coming into you know a championship contending contending roster and stuff. So like I'm glad that y'all having that um, you know that vibe and everything. So um, like speaking of coaching, you've been widely known as the players coach. Like, what does that mean to you? What are your philosophies to coaching, you know, knowing the different personalities you encountered throughout your coaching career? You know, I, I think at one point being a player's coach maybe got a negative connotation as if, you know, years ago, uh, I kind of look at it as uh, we always talk about in life meeting people where they're at, right? Uh, I think sometimes as coaches, we need to morph to what is needed instead of trying to just fit everybody into this, you know, box. And so it's more about that. And, and don't misunderstand me. Look, we, we got to win games. I get that. But in order to win, the, you know, we, we know we're picking a skill set. But then the next thing is working on a mindset so that skill set can rise. So I think it's just about being communicative with those players, even when it's the tough conversations. Uh, uh, but those conversations are both ways. And to me, uh, it, it's about that. Uh, of course, we know who the boss is in that scenario, but I think it's a collaborative effort just to get the best out of them. And, and just in terms of philosophies, you know, we all know how the trends in the game is going. And I was fortunate enough to be in Europe and, and watching positionless basketball and watching post players that, you know, led the game in assists. So was able to, you know, way back when I drafted Deladon, you know, that was one of the first true stretch fours. Now we got stretch fives. So just being ahead of the game and trends and trying to, you know, implement some of that into the women's game because it's NBA, NCAA men, then WNBA. So I think, um, you know, that's more about the philosophy of playing with some pace, with some space and people that can play multiple positions on both sides of the ball. Because sometimes we get caught in our head thinking I can play more than one position, but we're only talking about an offense. You know, my thing is, can you guard both sides of the ball? And I think that's where you know, it, it all kind of comes together. I think, I think, uh, women's, I, I think women's college basketball is, is over the men's. I just think that with the men is the, the money part that's going into it. But I think, you know, like a lot of dominant teams, you know what I mean? Women's college basketball, you know, even going back, 
you know, with the uh, with the old UConn, um, the, uh, the mid '90s one that went 35 and 0 with, you know, Rebecca Lobo and uh, Carl Walters, who everybody don't really be talking about. That was one of my favorite plays growing up. And then you know, yeah, you know, exactly. Then you got uh, you know, um, Tennessee during that time with Shamiqua, and um, you know, Tennessee with Candace, and then you know, now you got you know, UConn just been <laughs> they just you know left <laughs> and just right. been really good. Uh, also, you know, losing championships in between some of those long runs, though. But, you know, they've been they've been holding it down and stuff. But, you know, as you know, you, you know, you being a Louisiana native mm-hmm. and you, your your coaching career began when you played. Like, how was that feeling, you know, spending you know 20 years in a place where you, you know, began your playing career? Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you, you say that because you're talking about some of the old uh, powerhouses. And, you know, I'm, I'm old enough to remember Louisiana Tech when they were dominating things in the eighties then. So that's a different, you know, era. And so that was a big decision during, you know, my recruiting uh, to go to Louisiana tech or LSU. And it was one of those things where, you know, you want to go somewhere and, and, and start it and not continue it. Uh, And so, yeah, I mean, being at home and people being able to watch it play, but the, the bonus part of that is watching that SEC grow into a powerhouse in women's basketball, you know, uh, so being on the, on the cuffs of that and, 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 and getting LSU into that upper level of play. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's been great to play against the best and be a part of programs that uh, ended up at the top. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I want to ask you a question. So I had another uh, LSU question I wanted to ask you um, on your thoughts on um, Sylvia and on Simone. But um, I I just had to stop and ask you real quick because you know during this free agency part, we had uh, a report come out that was saying like basically like that Russian team that that Courtney Vanderson would play on was going to be like hey you know we'll pay you a million and a half to sit out, like how do you like do you think in the future, like one like if Aaliyah, like when Aaliyah Boston come out and maybe one of them teams with that's financially fleshed overseas would be like all right hold on, you know. Don't worry about your WNBA dreams. Hey, we'll, we'll give you this three-year, nine, ten million dollar contract to come over here and play with us. You just rest. Like, like, what's your thoughts on the, like the financial part of you know the W and how you know these women need more money to you know to play instead of you know playing year round for like you know six, seven, eight years straight. Like, what, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's layered because. You know, I was in Russia for six years and yeah. I can tell you there's only one team yeah. in Kettenberg that offers that million yeah. Yeah. get out, right? Yeah. So you're talking about in the 25 years of the W, they've offered it to one player yeah. and maybe maybe Slutty. Okay, yeah. so I don't get crazy uh, like it's going to ruin everything yeah. because I just know, you know, just the model there uh they're able to do that because the oligarchs got a lot of money you know with the gold and and the oil and and that that whole thing so i don't think it's going to overtake so that's one part the other part is um of course we all want wnba players to make more money uh i also understand the model and you know and and you know my my biggest thing is we, we talk about promoting it go all in a long time ago and see what's, what would happen. You know, and that's easier said than done. We all have answers. We're on the outside looking in. But I, I think it's getting better and it's changing. Uh, and it's never fast enough <laughs> for any of us um, in that regard. So I always try to stick to the positive of, you know, it's your, your home. 
It's five months, great insurance, great benefits. Keep plugging away, uh, keep promoting it from the league standpoint. Let people lay eyes on it because when they lay eyes on it and see the beauty of the game and the beauty of the humans that's, you know, uh, showing us their talent, it's going to be embraced. Uh, so I'm a little bit impatient with things, but uh, hopefully it's going to move at a faster pace. Yeah, uh, I think so. And I hope so too, because I, I just feel like what they, what they make in salary, they should actually be spending that on maintaining their bodies, you know, cause you know, they're playing year round and don't complain about what we will complain about, which is load management and everything taking days off and, you know, they'll go from literally one season to the next and they'll do it for so many years. And it's, 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 I know it's a strain on their body. And, you know, I know women are really mentally tough. And I know sometimes that has to be, you know what I mean, a strain on everything. And, you know, you, it's just surprising. Like, we've never really seen any catastrophic injuries either from this. You know, right. it's just right. crazy. Well, but, you know, so, sometimes it manifests itself in uh, shorter careers. You know, it manifests itself in people taking a year off or sometimes players will go to a country where the season's shorter or you get players it's always players making those decisions to fit in Mm -hmm. and I think something that never goes talked about uh, you know I've had players that put off having kids you know they're they're planning their life around that or they're planning you know going back to get their master's or going to law school and medical school because hey look my shelf life is not that long let me go get it while I can uh, mm-hmm. So it's tough. And, and I'm glad that you guys are bringing it up and talking about it because I think, you know, hell, we got some people that don't want to go, you know, to another state and be inconvenienced, let alone another country. And uh, it, it is a lot. And I applaud these women for being strong enough and, and doing it well. Yeah, doing it, doing it very well. So, you know, I, I'm advocate for, you know, more, more money for this because this, this is professional basketball. And right. I always just feel like, Women's basketball is the purest basketball that you're going to watch. You know what I mean? It's, I it's, 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 it's IQ out the roof, fundamentals and everything. You know, I say, I pretty much say it every other podcast. <laughs> I, I, I live on that because, you know, just me, obviously, you know, I got a, a history being a practice player in the W. I've seen it up close with players and, and help, it, it helped me along my way. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? As far as when I was starting to read, you know, continue my basketball career and how it ended. I took a lot of stuff from players and everything. So, you know, I'm always going to be, you know, an advocate for, you know, making sure like everybody, you know, is getting the proper, you know, finances. So, you know, we want some women need generational wealth too. You know? I agree. I agree. <laughs> look, like you're talking about things that I think about some of these players and they know what they have to do to take care of their bodies because it takes their toll. I yeah. mean, they're, they're, they're not making millions, but they're hiring a chef mm-hmm. or they're, making sure that they have someone that that's coming to, you know, give them a massage outside of what the team provides, you know, they're constantly spending uh, the the coins, which may not be a lot that they have just to have those extra two to four years. And that is what I appreciate them. And that's why we want to keep fighting and pushing for that salary to go higher and higher. Yeah, absolutely. And that, also circles back into you know our uh our conversation right right now with AU and how amazing AU is um I've heard so many great things so far about the the personnel um behind 
um, what they're providing the athletes. Um, that's an amazing thing. Making sure that they um, are uh, transported wherever they they would like. Um, the rental cars, the the um, the food, the the massages, the the after game treatments. Um, and it, this is such an amazing thing. And I do believe that with AU, um, it definitely will grow. So just to kind of circle back um, on what we were talking about regarding AU, now that this week's draft's over and the teams are set, um, you know, what's the mindset coming into week three? Um, because I believe you are with uh, with Hawkins um, this week. So, and by the way, Tiana Hawkins, wow. man, an incredible three <laughs> week two, three game barrage um she has been truly amazing so you know what's the mindset coming into week three and knowing that tiana is the captain and um with the teams being picked you know what's that mindset coming in for you guys um coming into this week yeah you know i think for t uh she's a she's a heady player anyway and Mm -hmm. after three weeks so she's watching and scouting anyway but i think what puts it over the home for her is that she had success in playing a certain way with Lexi's team. You know, mm-hmm. Lexi had her plan. She knew how she wanted to play. And it was a compliment to Tiana and how Tiana likes to play. So even when we had our, our draft meeting this morning, you know, she came down and she had a plan. Uh, she was very specific about the who and how, uh, the order of positions she would choose and why. Uh, and I, I love that, you know. You know, maybe I, I, I helped encourage her with one or two but she really had a plan. And, you know, for her, it wasn't about who's been playing the longest, who has the most accolade. It was about who fits the model of success here. You know, yeah. she likes to pick and pop. She likes to run in transition. She likes a passing post. Uh, she likes shooters. She likes to swing the ball and make reads. And that was her goal. Yeah. And uh, it's nice listening to them talk like coaches after week three. So uh, <laughs> I know I, I, I left my meeting smiling. We only met for like, 35 minutes i'm like damn she has our plan let's go do this she was, happy. she was happy we were done i was you happy better be, you better be careful man you don't want nobody come take your job now you know i know right like damn like come on what are you doing i i can't give you everything now right right you know, right but, but with, with with um what i liked about her game is like how she just stays so comfortable in her i would say she's comfortable in her skin the way she played all week you know from the arc and the paint finishing at the rim, you know, uh, at the free throw, at the free throw line, making everything count and stuff up or, or, you know, slowed up. I mean, sped up or slowed down. She's just, she just like moves at her own pace when she plays. And I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Yes. Just poised. Um, not, you're right. Nothing was going to speed her up when she had two feet in the paint. She made sure she was on balance. Uh, she, even though she was, you know, hot, she was okay with making an extra pass if somebody had a better one. It was it's those things. Like we all see the points, but for me, it was like she knows the the spot to pop to yep. to get the best look. Yeah, and it's a game of inches, right? So instead of popping to the elbow, she pops to the slot. Yeah, mm. that's the step so the defense can't get there. And I'm like, oh my god, I love her. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, I, and, and I'm just, I'm happy for her because you know I I didn't see this, but I know she was doing an interview at some point and she was emotional just talking yes. about what all she's been through and the um you know from injuries and then being released from a team and and and, and all of that and now she's just signed with washington I was like man 
this feels good for me. So I can't even imagine for her. So I'm happy to be with her this week. She'll, she'll continue playing the way that's, that's giving her a lot of success. Yeah, give it a ball, man. That's 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 leaky roof right there because you're in pockets. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know, I know, I know. It's, it's bigger than the points and everything with you know how we explained her game and how she runs at her pace and stuff. But man, the efficiency. She went what thirty four yes. for forty five in the last on back to back nights. Okay, right. for uh, those for those that think they know basketball, doing that at that level, seventy four percent shooting on back to back nights is tough. All plus. Right? On top of that, being in the record books as number one and number two highest scorer yeah. in this league. So, okay. yeah, dismiss, dismiss me with that. <laughs> hey, look, look, I told him, I said, I was the shooting coach for T this week. That was my job. No, and like, she's, she's good. She, and he, like you said, she is smooth and she's not going to be rushed. Yeah. Uh, and that's why she's always going to have an opportunity to be successful. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We wish like more of a young players just just watch that. Forget the stars. Forget the stars. Watch, watch the good ones and right. they'll show you how to play. Watch the ones with with high IQ and everything. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah, so I enjoyed it and stuff. So I got two more questions for you. Okay. Um, with Simone Augustus, you know, calling it a career surprisingly last year. And now you got uh, Sylvia Fowles you know, hanging up her jersey at the end of the year. Um, how was it coaching them at LSU? Um, heaven on earth. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Listen, I, Simone, you know, I used to leave my practice at LSU to go watch her middle school games because they played them early in the day, right? Uh, and she's just a staple in the state. You know, she just brought everybody together. So I'll start there and then fast forward through the championships, the all-stars, the gold medals, overseas, you know, going to Galatasaray, a team in Turkey and making them a powerhouse, but also her charitable stuff. Uh, she's just a good soul on top of everything else. So that is probably the most special thing for me is being close to that and knowing that she's an amazing, you know, future Hall of Famer. And then the thing with Syl, you know, like Sylvia still looks like she's only been in the league five years physically. I mean, she's moving like, my God, like she's still so agile and, um, you know, has played injury free for the most part. And um, I'm sure she's going to go out with the bang, give everybody some headaches trying to defend that. So uh, just very special people who are great players. Um, who, who they're going to get their flowers for sure. Hard to deny it. Yeah, definitely. We gave them their flowers on our top 25 episode. Uh, you know how when the W released that list, we actually ranked them. Yeah. <laughs> we okay. was not the first yeah, one. Only from one to 25 to one. Yeah, to 25. Yes. Yeah, exactly. We gave uh, Simone, we gave her 12, and um, Serial, we gave her 10 and stuff. Okay. Trying to get her higher, but I, I, I kind of feel like if this year was a well. This year was the twenty fifth year after she played the way she played this year. She moved up, in my opinion, honestly. Sylvia was was amazing the way she did it, man. Well, she was like leading the league in blocks and steals as right. a five, you know, like like she, and she reinvented herself real fast. And you know, you know, it's gonna be you know kind of a sad day now that she's no longer gonna be in the building, man. After this season and everything, so yeah, it's gonna be tough, man. We're gonna miss her. And stuff, so. Yeah, she will definitely be missed. Yeah, definitely. All right, so final question. Um, one of our favorite players here at Keeping Ninety Four Fifty. Uh, one of she was like our first player of the week. Uh, is none other than Benajah Laney. 
and her mm -hmm. stint with you in Indiana and the way she has, you know, developed her game has paid off, you know, tremendously. So how does it feel as a coach who had her, you know what I mean, at the beginning and see her players evolve, you know, into stars like what Laney did? Yeah, you know, I, I, I drafted Benaja when I was in Chicago. She was, um, she was my uh, 17th pick in that draft. And she was just on this trajectory and then she got injured. That's when she injured herself. And uh, you knew she was gonna be special because she had high IQ, high motor, and just she, she got it, all aspects of it. Uh, and of course, you know, when I was like going to Chicago, I don't know if she had more injuries and then she didn't, she took a little time off, but then she was in Australia, got back in the league. So when I was able to get her in free agency in Indiana, I was thinking this is awesome. And uh, so it was nice having her come back uh, in Indiana. And then obviously we know the rest. She goes to Atlanta after uh, they let her go in Indiana, most improved. And she goes to New York, secures the bag, you know, elevates them. And it could not have happened to a, a more special human being in person. And look, I just think, I think she's just beginning because she takes care of her body and they're surrounding her with players that compliment her, but she's still the heartbeat of that. So um, another one that's going to give me a headache, but I'm happy for her. Yeah. Um, Benajah Laney, um, I mean, hands down was, was, you know, one of my favorite players this past season. And I actually did a piece on, on Benajah Laney um, in the middle of the season after her um, win against the uh, Seattle Storm. <laughs> so um, well, I think she hit. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, it was the game. I, I want to say it was the go ahead uh, shot um, in Brooklyn. Uh, that was that was that game. Uh, so what what was fascinating to me about Benajah Laney is how, you know, how driven she's always been. And, you know, again, as you said, the trajectory each year in and out, like she's improved. Um, we, we I think me and D.A. almost argued that she should have been most improved again on top of being a top a top five MVP candidate. Um, that was, that was the most impressive thing about Benaja. So um, truly indeed love her game and the, what she did in the playoffs. Uh, I know they were a three point shot away from advancing, but that, that was also amazing. So can't wait to see what uh, Benaja Laney do um, coming up this year and years beyond. So it'll be truly dope to see. I, I agree. And the thing that I remember about Benaji knowing she was going to be special was she was a rookie. And I remember she called a team meeting when we were in Chicago prior to us having a video session. And I thought to myself, a rookie can command the attention of this team. And it was amazing. And, I, and she wasn't playing a whole lot at that point. But that's the respect she has. So in your mind, you're thinking, okay, she's special because she's doing something in places I don't get to see that's commanding respect from, you know, players that's been in the league forever. So like you said, I'm happy for her, except the night we have to play them. <laughs> that's, it. Oh, that's it. Facts. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Well, we want to thank you for joining us today um, on Keep It at 9450 and like, Man, we really are like grateful, honored, all the positives that you, you know, you came on our show today. We really thank you so much.
Look, if y'all going to keep talking about me like this, I want to come on every week. Cause you, y'all, <laughs> y'all good for a sister ego now. I'm like, man, I need some. And it's Sunday too. I can get some church and get some love from you guys. I'm good to go. But no, on a serious tip, uh, I love the in-depth analysis of not just a game, but the range of players that you guys provide. So it, it's this total picture of the league and the players that make it up. So thank you for that. And uh, you got a fan in me. So I appreciate you guys. I, I told you, Kate, I, you guys, if we get stamped, that I was retiring. This is my last show. You're on you now. <laughs> Listen, we good now. <laughs> nah, but, but like, you know, to be honest, it's, it's, it's you, man. You know, I've, I've, you know, since I started watching women's basketball, like I've heard of your name and then I got to, you know, see you coach, see you in action and, and, and everything, you know? And um, I remember, you know, my dad, my dad was like, hey, she fine. <laughs> hey, daddy. Daddy, give me some love. <laughs> I remember that. I will never forget that. Pops, pops, pops was like, like, yo, dad, listen, all right. You know what I mean? Chill. <laughs> I, you know, you know, you know, you know the same. We don't, they don't crack. We get it. <laughs> thank you, dad. <laughs> yeah, but definitely want to thank you for, for joining us and, um, you know, you know, love is love. You are a family. So yeah, definitely whenever you want to come on, you're more than welcome to, to come on. Let's hopefully this is not a one-time thing. You know, maybe we could talk to you again during the season next year and stuff. For sure. Like for sure. You got my number. You got my email. We'll definitely connect. Yeah, definitely. I want to thank you very much, man. So for everybody listening to this podcast, thank you for tapping into Keeping It 9450, code name the W. And don't forget to follow us at Keeping It 9450 WBB on Instagram and Twitter and subscribe. Great. Review our podcast wherever you consume your podcast content. With that being said, I'm Daniel Artest. That's K Dot right there. And that's Pokey right there with us too. Love is love. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>